like me, Lee Murray, wanted to be world champion in the UFC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world. He's definitely not sane. <laughs> Showtime Sports presents the unbelievable true story about the MMA fighter who pulled off one of the largest heists in history. Huge amounts of money, armed gang, disguises, kidnapping. This is the sort of thing you see in Hollywood films. We've never seen that for real. Catching Lightning, streaming Friday, April 7th, only on Showtime. Streaming with Paramount Plus. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. My name is Kev Dan, and uh, we are going to be talking about the Broncos' loss to the Eagles by a score of thirty to thirteen at home as they drop to five and five on the season heading into their bye week. A lot of things came out of this game, a lot of headlines from uh, standby Teddy, or you can call it uh, Teddy business decision Bridgewater, uh, whatever the case, his no tackle there, the Melvin Gordon fumble on the fourth and one attempt, uh, the special teams blunders, the zero run defense. It's not a lot of good stuff to talk about. However, we are going to try to make it as fun as possible to talk about and give you some laughs along the way. Uh, with that being said, wherever you're listening, thank you for tuning in. Please give us a five-star review. Uh, uh, subscribe, like, whatever the case. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media to include YouTube uh, as we have all of our other shows there as well. Uh, but with that being said, let's go ahead and get on down to it. It is time to talk about the Broncos versus Eagles game here on the Orange Weekly Post Game Podcast. Oh, Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome to another episode of the Orange Weekly post-game podcast. Guys, we have, unfortunately, a lot to talk about. I really don't want to talk about it, but that's what we do here at Orange Weekly. We are going to break down the game, win, lose, or tie, goddammit, uh, and we are going to put more effort into this than Teddy Bridgewater put into that tackle. Yes. Uh, so we got John and Rob again. Start my name with is Kev Dan. And, you had uh, to start with that, Kevin. I you had to start oh. with the fact that oh. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. couldn't even put a foot out and trip. <laughs> Motherfucker. <God. laughs> you know what, Dude. Kevin? You know, this is what you get. No, God. <laughs> no, God, please, no. Yep. No. That's. No. Uh, I kept saying that throughout the day. Just Bro, no, God damn it, no, it God, TV. no. <laughs> I don't so, know what you guys are talking about. What play are you talking about? Oh, it's the news to me. Don't even, oh. John. Oh. Um, oh. Okay, guys. Bite me. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, everyone. Glad you're listening. Uh, if you haven't done so already, please go over to our YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and hit that share button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you're listening to the podcast on uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google play, wherever you're listening to also give us a five-star review that helps us out a lot and give us some feedback. So please, uh, uh, go for that as well. Okay. Let's, let's just start at the beginning of the day. The day is new. We're still happy from the Cowboys win. Right. And. We're, we're at the stadium, some of us, you know, what, what are your guys' thoughts going into the game? 
uh, I I was like positive. I I was honestly like, this is going to be a great game. We're going to, you know, continue this dominance that we established after beating the Cowboys, which at the time was the number one offense in the league. Um, And then the game started. And um, (laughs) as always, uh, you know, it seems like we are Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. (laughs) And we just shit the bed. We absolutely shit the bed. Um, uh, Damn it. So not reasonable. <laughs> yeah, right. Before the game, I think cautiously optimistic is yeah. was my feeling. You know, after the Dallas game, were we going to see the same team that that played against Dallas, or were we going to see the team that showed up for pretty much every other week of the season? And well, we got our answer pretty quickly. Opening drive points for the field for uh, getting the field goal and uh, with uh, with the Eagles, then a quick negative one yard. Drive for the Broncos, three now, and then a touchdown drive for the Eagles, and it just felt like from that point on, it was just another another one of these games for us. And uh, well, ten games in, I'd say we've had one good game and nine pretty mediocre games. Even the wins don't even feel that great. And uh, thank God we have a bye week. That's all I can say. <laughs> uh, for for a lot of different reasons, too. For a lot of reasons. I can't yeah. take the pain. It hurts too bad. Yeah. Oh. My liver might get some some of a, of a break next Sunday. Get some healthy guys after the bye. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the coaches can do some inspiration in two weeks. I, no. I don't have any faith in that, but, hey, you never know. No. Uh, uh, just a side note, we here at Orange Weekly uh, absolutely recommend everybody drink responsibly. Use Uber. <laughs> use Lyft. Don't follow yes. Henry Ruggs' fucking uh, Please uh, not. You know, path. Yes. Uh, good call out there. Good call out there. Um, okay. Before we go on, um, you know, there's not a lot to be thankful for when it comes to the Broncos performance. Um, however, we do have something to offer you all, uh, that you can be thankful for. So now this Thanksgiving, be thankful for family food and free bets. That's right. At DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner, of the NFL, they have a Turkey Day no-brainer that you cannot miss. New customers can bet just one dollar. Uh, that's a hundred cents, if you would. Uh, you know, nickels, dimes, however, whatever combination. One dollar on any NF uh, on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win one hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a point. If sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the Thanksgiving NFL action. Go ahead and make your first deposit and you can play free for millions with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Now, here's what you need to do to get in on this. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any Thanksgiving NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. Again, that's promo code TPPN this Thanksgiving at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Of course, you must be 21 years or older in a state that supports uh, sports betting. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, boys. Back at it again. Um, yeah, I think, you know, uh, even being in the, the tailgate area and talking to fans before the game at the stadium there, um, uh, it was the same cautious optimism going to the game. Everyone's saying, you know, look, there, there's no, there's no excuse for us to lose this game. 
um, based off how we played against the Cowboys. Everyone saw this as, okay, the team turned the corner. Um, you know, they, they've figured it out. They've proven that they can do it on the road against a very formidable opponent um, that was essentially very healthy. Uh, you know, they had all their key pieces there, um, you know, and now we're facing at the time the three and six Eagles. Um, there's a lot to ride on this game. And so the there's every reason for the Broncos to go out there and get a big win at home to put them, you know, in a very good record going into their bye week uh, against a three and six team. Um, but that, that just did not materialize from the very, very beginning. And I think one of the best tweets I saw yesterday all day, because uh, I'm just going to keep alluding to it, uh, <laughs> the tweet said, I wish I could give up on the Broncos as easily as Teddy gave up on oh. that tackle. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just Wait, can't do Kevin. it. I'm not going to give up, but I Wait. wish I could sometimes. Wait a minute. Don't you have to fucking try to give up? You have to you try. You didn't even to try. Up. You didn't even try. <laughs> I could have made the fucking tackle. And That's I'm a fair five point. foot eight. That's a fair point. I don't even care if he makes a tackle. Like, at least try to make the tackle and hopefully slow him up enough if you're not going to tackle him yeah. so that someone else can get him. And then yep. Teddy Bridgewater's response was, I was trying to turn the ball back mm-hmm. in inside away from the side. So line. somebody else could make the tackle. Right. Are you shitting me? You are a football player first. You hit that some bitch. Yeah. yeah. What the hell? You are a professional athlete. Make a freaking play. How, how many... at that point in the game, that was the turn that was absolutely the turn point in the game. Oh. We were still only a touchdown down as mm-hmm. bad as we were playing. We were driving previously and that I mean yep. If he had made a tackle, at least it gives our defense a chance to keep us in the game. That right. touchdown absolutely gutted us, and yep. here we are. Um, you know, I'm, I'd say let's just get get this out of the way because this is obviously the the highlight of the game. I'm going to keep talking about it until we get to the third quarter in our discussion. But let's let's just get it out of the way now, okay? Here's here's a, a, a lot of people um, making the you know the the very accurate point that uh, the fumble shouldn't have happened to begin with. There's a lot to blame on Melvin Gordon and 100% that should not have happened. Gordon. I mean, that's a huge play. He had the first down yardage, um, zero ball security essentially. Right. I don't know how. And then in like the post game press conference, uh, Fangio said, we're going to really have to emphasize ball security with somebody like Melvin Gordon. You should not have to emphasize ball security. It's not like he's a rookie. No. You and, know? And he doesn't have fumbling problems, right? That's what we keep being told, yet for whatever reason, in key Two moments of the game, here. we see fumbles out of him. Yeah. And he Two had hands on the well. ball, cover it up, and squeeze like your life depended on it. It's not that difficult. Nope. So why why is this even something that we have to emphasize, <laughs> right? Uh, anyway, so that being said, it's obvious that fumble should not have happened, right? There's a lot of blame on Melvin Gordon right there, uh, to begin with. However, then we get to the, I'm calling him standby Teddy from now on, because all he does is just stands by and watches the action happen. Right. Uh, some people are saying, uh, Teddy business decision, Bridgewater, uh, whatever the case. Okay. Here's here's what really grinds my gears, if you will, about this. Going into this this preseason uh, and training camp and everything, 
we heard over and over and over again about how fantastic of a guy Teddy is, how great of a leader he is, how he brings that leadership to the team. And that was a big thing because that's something we've been lacking for so long now. Right. Um, and you know, John, you and I being in the military, I think just anyone who's had a, a boss, you know, somebody in a leadership position or has been in a leadership position can talk to this. You can talk the talk all you want. You can say all the right things, but you only get a few key moments to really prove yourself if you're going to back that up with your actions. Going back to Peyton Manning. Now, let's kind of reverse this a little bit. I'm not saying Teddy is Peyton Manning. What I'm saying here, Peyton Manning, I can pull up a number of videos where Peyton went in there. And it wasn't a, it wasn't great, but he would try to block, you know, just in his time in Denver. Now, here is a guy who we could probably very easily understand if that had been Peyton Manning say, yeah, dude, you're old. You're, you're, you know, you had a big surgery. You only have a number of years left. We're trying to get you a Super Bowl. Like, okay, that, you know, yeah. first off, we'd be in a much better position than we are now. I think there'd be not as much backlash because it's it's Peyton Manning, right? But you saw him talk the talk, but then he would walk the walk as well. He'd go out there and he'd put his body first. Uh, he'd put his team up, up before himself. Now you have Teddy here who's saying all the right things, but right. in a key moment, in a pivotal game, yep. just decides to stand there. And I'm sorry, I don't care at what point or – whether today, yesterday, next week, before the game, at the end of the season, what else he has to say, he has lost absolutely all credibility with me. And I guarantee you in that locker room, he has lost, he has lost all credibility with them as well. Because if he goes up to any other player and says, man, you need to try a little harder, they're going to laugh in his face. And they're not going to say that publicly. Just, you know, it, being being in the Air Force, there are some commanders and, and some bosses I didn't like very much. Not not very good leaders. I'm not going to say that publicly. I'm going to, you know, talk amongst my friends with that and share my opinions, right? They're going to say that in locker room. But what we have here now is a man who has shown that as not only quarterback, but the captain and the leader of the team has zero legitimate leadership skills. And I'm sorry, so that this is my soapbox here, but this is where we're at with this team. We have zero leadership when it comes to the quarterback. We have zero leadership when it comes to the coaching staff. And you can talk about Fangio. You can talk about Shermer. You can talk about Tom McMahon, any of them. You have zero, uh, there's no owner of the team. Pretty much the only person that might be leading us is Peyton, but he his hands are tied right now. And so who knows, maybe he's a good leader or not. We don't really know, but this team is absolutely leaderless. Uh, Kevin, I agree with you hundred percent on everything you said. However, unfortunately this week we can't blame Shermer because his ass was at home with the Rona. So yeah, <laughs> like Teddy Bridgewater. Can, that's play calling. No, that's absolutely. Just play calling. Absolutely. So, yeah. But yeah. Teddy Bridgewater, like, Peyton Manning would have at least fell down and tried to tackle him. Like, I would have been perfectly fine if Bridgewater would have, like, tried to tackle him and missed. Okay, well, at least he tried. You know, at least he went out there. He gave it a fucking effort. But, no, he didn't even fucking do that. I watched that play, like, 15 times today because mm-hmm. um, going into work today and getting beat by the Eagles, <laughs> I had to eat so much goddamn crow, bro. Yep. Not even funny. Yep. You know, it's it's absolutely – and I just, again, it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It's a tale of two cities. You have Denver that dominated fucking Dallas, 
and then they rolled over on their fucking backs, you know, for the Eagles. The Eagles, mm-hmm. for the love of God, I'm I'm scared. I'm I'm legitimately scared that we are going to give Detroit their first fucking win this year. I'm legitimately scared. Let me let me phrase it this way, and John, I'm going to ask you: If you're the Detroit Lions, who can't even win when they don't lose. Okay. <laughs> Don't even get me started. If, if you're if you're the Lions and you're looking at the rest of the schedule, do you do you say amongst you and your other Lions fans, there's maybe one team that we can beat this year, and it's the it's the Broncos. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, why why would any team be scared of us except like for the one game against us? That's really the only game to look at and say, wow, they really showed up that week. But every other week, no reason to be scared of us at all. I wouldn't be surprised if we lose to the Lions. I won't be surprised if we lose to every team for the rest of the season. Uh, I, again, I think we'll it'll go back. We'll get one, maybe two wins. Yep. It goes back to sample size for me. We played 10 games. We showed up once. Maybe get one, maybe two games like that again this season. But at the end of the day, that's not a playoff team. That's a team that is going to have a new coach, new quarterback, whole new coaching staff uh, next season. So yeah. unless they prove me wrong, and again, they have two weeks now to try and fix something. But back to your point with Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, his leadership capabilities is is is, is going to be questioned until it's not, and it, and that may be when he's not on the team anymore next season. Mm-hmm. After after that, and and the way he tried to like back that now today he he backed himself up again and just mm-hmm. called himself out and said, "Yep, it's uh, totally on me." Again, saying the right things, but you got to prove it on the field, and you, you you know you have the rest of the season to prove it. You have seven games. And most of that's in the division. So show it. We've been asking for it all year. Got it last week. And then we're right back where we are. It's just classic Broncos, right? We get our hopes up. <laughs> they, they get our hopes. They, they're flying high and then get pivot right right back down to earth. Yep. Uh, which is I, one of the frustrating things about being a Bronco fan. Yep. Can I ask a question? Is this how the Lions fans and Jaguars fans, and for a very long time, the Browns fans felt every fucking week? Because Probably. if that's the case... I can't fucking take it. For the love of God, we went from scoring 30 points to getting 30 points scored on us. Yep. What yep. in the blue hell? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- uh, a, an Eagles team that rushed for 214 yards. They're both their running backs, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, averaging close to seven yards a carry combined there. Ridiculous. Like, they didn't. They threw the ball, I think, three times in the second half because they didn't need to. They just ran the ball down the Broncos' throat, and I mean that doesn't even go back to Bridgewater. That now we're talking about defense, which what? How, what I, yeah, I have so many question marks about the defense after this game. Right. Um, I, I don't know how your Fangio and you see what um, the Ravens did to us at home several weeks ago. And how they were able to run all over us with a very mobile quarterback. Um, and, you know, you could probably look at what the Dolphins did to the uh, to the Ravens um, on Thursday night and say, okay, well, they, they blitzed a lot, right? Okay, so blitzing works against a, a team that runs a lot. Yeah, but the difference is the Dolphins, you know, were re- very mindful of um, of the running lanes and making sure that those weren't being, you know, bust wide open. And we didn't do that at all. Mm-hmm. So we're bringing the pressure probably to a point that's, that's very predictable because there was, I think maybe it was a, a, it was a third down third and long or something like that. And, and 
I could tell, Hey, we're bringing everybody. And they had the screen set up and went down and got the first down. Like it was nothing to them. Right. Um, So very, very predictable, but we could not get the, the running lanes closed and and taken care of at all um, throughout the entire, entire game. And so, yeah, you can, you know, speak to some execution, but there's a lot on the coaching staff because now you face two similar teams in the Eagles and Ravens and how they approach the offense. And, and they just can't, they can't make it happen, man. They can't stop it. Yeah. I think it makes me question like when we go up against guys like Jalen Hurd, guys like uh, Jackson, you know, guys that are, I mean, you can call them run first type quarterbacks, even though Jackson's through for three over 300 yards against us and then 400 mm-hmm. yards the next week. But those type of players, it just seems like we do not know how to game plan for at all. Cause we stopped Jackson in the run department, but it didn't matter because he was throwing it all day for us against us. Well, yep. and you know, and, and what I don't understand and, and John, I agree with you. Um, you know, we, we stuffed Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah. We stuffed yeah, under 60 the, yards, the, 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 the rushing guru in, in freaking Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then Philadelphia, Philadelphia comes in and they just ran Dude, we had we had 18 rushing plays, 18 rushes to their 40. 40. <laughs> mm-hmm. 4-0. Like did we not say last week that that was the key to winning? Run the fucking ball. Sorry. Um No. Let's... I'm going to bring it down to like a 4, but run the damn ball. <laughs> yeah. A 4 out of 5 or 4 out of 4 or what? Uh, bro, like and the fact that Javante Williams only had eight carries, yeah. eight carries for 48 yards when he had a mm-hmm. hundred yard rushing game last week. Right. It's completely unacceptable. Yep. Is Shula dumb? Like, you know, I'm not, you know, I, I know his lineage, his family, you know, is very well respected in the NFL, but shit, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. So I definitely, you know, anybody calling for uh, Shermer to get fired this season in the season um it's not i mean if there was a sliver of that happening one we would have heard about it today on monday uh and that's passed but even then after that game it it just is not going to happen yeah but this i mean anytime we lose like this i mean look at it we we rarely rush for 20 20 times in the game um in these losses because they just we fall behind and it goes straight to the passing game. And mm-hmm. I don't know. And, and it's, it's going behind, but not like detrimental. We were still only down by a touchdown mm-hmm. in that third quarter when that big play happened, but we're still pretty much banning the run at that point. And yep. it's just, it's frustrating. Nope. Completely agree. It's averaging five yards a carry for as a team. Yeah. That's and, and, <laughs> and John, to your point, um, you know, Teddy's numbers, I mean, they weren't spectacular, but they weren't terrible. He was 22 for 36 for 212 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at compared to Jalen Hurts, he was 16 for 23 for 172. But again, it's it's just the fact that um, when you look at the receiving, the 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 one player that had the most receptions was Jerry Judy with six. Yep. Six! Like, that's just completely asinine. I just I, – I don't understand it. I, I really don't. And I'm telling you, I'm going to start the petition. Get Jared down there to coach because these <laughs> motherfuckers just don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Give Vance so, Jared on the field. Yeah, and 
you know. But they have to put an orange weekly logo in the end zone. Well, yes, that's a given. <laughs> but we've been we've been asking for it all season. Get the Titans involved, and they finally did it. And, they did. You know, they had a vast majority of our receiving yards. And well, if this is the product when we get our Titans involved, then screw it. We don't need the Titans anymore. Go back to something else because it just wasn't working. Yeah. Yep. John's like, Agreed. fuck it. Leave the tight ends out. Just <laughs> I mean, run goddamn ball. Sudden. Fuck everybody else. Ah. Okay. Well, before we get into, uh, I guess, a, a broader coaching discussion really quickly, uh, for those who are watching us when we were live on YouTube, uh, we uh, usually save the comments for the end of the show. Uh, so make sure that you stick around and we'll, we'll get to your uh, viewer comments. If you're listening to this uh, on one of the podcast sites of uh, – Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Again, thanks for listening. Um, you can check out uh, our all of our other shows uh, that are very interactive. Uh, so our Tuesday, our Monday night, I always start with Monday night. Orange Weekly After Dark starts after Monday Night Football with Jason. Uh, then you got the Bourbon Broncos No BS Show Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, our pregame show and one hour before kickoff, our halftime hash show. Those are all uh, in pretty much essentially based on uh, viewer interaction. So come to those shows, post comments. We'll talk to you throughout the shows. Uh, you can find that on Facebook, uh, Twitter, YouTube. Um, and uh, and then don't forget about the pregame podcast as well. They'll, of course, be taking a week off uh, as this is a bye week. And then uh, we'll be taking next week off here as the postgame podcast. And so we'll be no postgame to talk about. Um, okay. Now, funny story I heard of today on my drive home, uh, because I could have, you know, listened to music or something to cheer me up and take my mind off of Broncos, but no, I decided to listen to Broncos talk and, uh, you know, uh, feel the pain, you know, even more. Exactly. Right. It's like, I might as well just punish myself while I sit in traffic. And, uh, anyway, so funny story, uh, uh, Mike Kisla, who is probably the biggest fan of Orange Weekly. Um, I don't know why he blocked us. I think that was a mistake. Uh, he blocked us on Twitter. Don't know why. He loves us. Um, you know, I, anyway. Uh, apparently, uh, right after the Cowboys game, uh, so he had written an article about uh, basically why Fangio needs to go. You know, listening to all these re reasons. Apparently, Fangio didn't like that. Um Immediately after the Cowboys game, long story short, they get to texting, which I didn't think Fangio knew how to text, but he's texting, uh, and was essentially gloating and saying, well, I guess you can cross the uh, the Cowboys offensive coordinator off the shortlist for the new head coach. Um, and uh, what happens this next week? Uh, I What do you guys think? Did uh, Fangio essentially you know get his own name cross off as head coach of any other place? <laughs> Look, I I know if Jared was here, he'd be supporting the coaching staff because he's a coach himself. But holy hell, man, come on. My 12-year-old son could call a better game than Fangio. And that's saying something. And here's my thing. Even with the, the play calling aside, you look at the culture that Fangio and company have built. And that is a much bigger problem when it comes to, you know, I'd say that's a more foundational issue. It doesn't matter if you call a perfect game. If the culture you build within the building is uh, is crap, which it is within the Broncos organization, um, it, it doesn't matter how good, you know, you are at play calling. 
and, and I think that's why Fangio has essentially crossed his name off the list. Um, not him personally, but anybody else looking at him is going to say, I, I don't want you as the head coach. Yeah. Um, I think he, he has seven games left as a head coach. And after that, he'll go back to being a coordinator. Um, yeah. and, and a good coordinator. Oh, and a good coordinator. Best of luck to him. Um, right. I, I, I honestly don't see him being re- regarded as a defensive guru again. Um, not, at not least seven games look the same way that the rest of the season has. And I can't see how they would, again, unless it's a fluke and they all decide to show up for a game. Um, but hey, wait uh, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Fangio is a defensive minded head coach, right? Yeah. Right. The Eagles ran for 214 yards yeah. on us. Yeah. That is not a defensive guru. No, that's what I'm saying. Coach. Like, yeah. I mean, but that's look what at he Vance was regarded Joseph. as. Mm-hmm. Vance Joseph sucked as a head coach. Absolutely sucked. He went back to calling defense, and now Arizona isn't – I mean, their offense isn't super great, but their defense is pretty decent. I know Carolina and, and Cam Newton just handed them their second loss of the season pretty handily. But uh... – You <laughs> no, didn't get me started on Cam Newton. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it goes back to great coordinator, not a great head coach, and he's still trying, trying to do the coordinator job. but. You kind of have to take a step back when you're the head coach, uh, and and it's just too much for him. It feels like because mm-hmm. he's still calling the plays on defense, and it seems like he gets lost in that, and then it it, it turns into a bad product both defensively and for the whole team. In my opinion, mm-hmm. I think he, if he goes back to a defensive coordinator role, he'll become that defensive guru again. I don't think I don't really have a doubt in my mind because that's what we've got in the last two years. It seems like this year, knowing that his job is on the line, it's just all hell is breaking loose. No, people have figured out his system too. Could be that. So um, I would expect that he would adjust. Right. Um, but what we've seen through the season is teams have figured out his scheme which, for sure. Which we thought we got last week against Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. We thought we were back. And it's like, nope. 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 Um, let me ask you this one. So damn painful. Let me ask you this one. Who's the Who is the worst head coach the Broncos have had? Uh, oh, McDaniels by far. McDaniels still, McDaniels. still. <laughs> McDaniels okay. dismantled okay. our team. Yeah. Okay. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? I mean, this team's going to be pretty much dismantled after the end of this season, too. So, it's bro, true. I would have killed the Cape uh, Peyton Hillis. That white boy can run. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, um, no, it's it's always going to be McDaniels. Although you almost have to give him credit at this point because without McDaniels, we don't have that Super Bowl. You know, that's true. Without him, dismantling what McDaniels did. Indirectly, without him. Way to throw a monkey wrench in my rant, you. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, I'll call him McDonald's. It's yeah, McDonald's. <laughs> I'd hate him. Uh... <laughs> yeah, he makes oh, a much better villain. I love that. The, uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, you know, I keep thinking like we we need to go back to talk about the game, but I really don't want to. Um, let's see, special teams. Okay, I heard a joke today. Um, you know, uh, special teams offensive line. Well, uh, it's kind of kind of like that. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of political, but it's okay. It's it's a good joke. Um, once climate change and global warming take over. Only a few things on earth will survive cockroaches and Tom McMahon keeping his job. Uh, 
Hashtag get the <laughs> hell out of town, McMahon. Damn it. <laughs> Again, another pivotal play in the game. We make that yep. it, if it's not blocked, it's you know, we're, we're down 20 to 13 at that point. Now we do get a field goal on the next drive, we'd made it 2016. Again, a totally different game. Right. Um, now you you know, some people will say, well, the coach wasn't out there, you know, it was it was the player, and yeah, Draymond Jones, terrible execution. Um, uh, on his part, um, you know, the Eagles didn't do anything abnormal on that play. Just Draymond Jones just executed that play, that defensive play terribly and let them right through. Um, so it doesn't matter how quick they got that ball snapped and placed that was going to get blocked. Um, the way he executed that play. Um, but that does go to Tom McMahon in, you know, his coaching and his, setting these players up for success, which is essentially when it comes to, when it comes to special teams every week, every game, like I guess, except for the, um, well, no, even in the Dallas game, cause that kickoff, they ran it back like 50 yards, basically, you know, like every week the there's some play. special teams blunder that we got to bring up. Yeah. I'm just sick of talking about McMahon to be honest with you. Does like, he get a job after this? Does any, does anybody yeah. out there hire him? Yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Nah, there you go. <laughs> Hell, maybe God. the Detroit Lions will hire him. Who knows? Uh, so, wait, Kevin, I got to bring up. So you brought up the 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 Detroit Lions. Yeah, not winning, but also not losing. Right. Uh, so Evan Foxy, who's a part of the Pat McAfee show. He's a huge Lions fan, and he posted a video of him like freaking out, like we didn't lose a game. And he's running outside, and he slides down this hill. I literally quote tweeted him, and I said, "Foxy, a tie is not a win. I guess it's not a loss as well, but it's still more of a loss, bro. Just saying, <laughs> it's still more of a loss than a win. But I no guess response. if you're them, yeah, of course not. Um, I guess if you're them, it's it you don't have anything else to celebrate this season, so you might as well take what you can get. Um, I'm surprised there wasn't anything during their bye week saying we didn't lose this week, right? Yeah, uh, well, that's what we're gonna be able to say this week. We didn't lose. Yeah, uh, you know what? This is very true. Very true. Um, I do want to give a shout out to uh Debbie and Baki who are watching us live on YouTube. Again, everybody out there, please go subscribe to our YouTube channel uh and uh follow us you can find all our videos there and whatnot uh this uh this show is uh this in one other show our orange weekly backstage which is later on tuesday nights um are the two special shows we do on youtube only um at least when doing live uh so make sure you, you follow that so you can get notified uh when we are live on youtube um for an update we are at 76 subs we are getting closer to that 100 need to get that hundred so that it can be youtube.com slash orange weekly or something simple versus youtube.com slash T five U W X T. I don't even know what it is. Something crazy. <laughs> Making up a terminator number. What yeah, pretty doing? much. Yeah. It's, it's essentially what it is. Um, okay. You know what? Forget the game. I, I it's too much to talk about. Let's, let's move this way. Um, look, and I, we, I know we alluded to it a little bit ago. Um, but realistically, I mean, what do you see this team doing after the bye week? If, if you are Fangio and let's say that, you know, you're competent, you know, 
add that little factor in there. Yeah, there's a lot of hypotheticals. That's a, it's a hypothetical. Okay. If you're competent and you're Fangio, what is your goal? Uh, realistic goal for this team uh, for the rest of the year? Uh, well, during the bye week, I would read uh, calling offense for dummies. Number one, uh, I said, assume that, he's competent. No, I said, assume and he's in that competent, fact, so I would that. still read calling defenses for dummies. Number two, um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, figure your shit out. Figure your shit out. Let's get people healthy. Let's come up. Uh, our our opponent uh, directly after the bye week is it, it's the Chiefs. Chargers. Chargers. All right, I was back. So let's let's spend the extra week game planning for the chargers mm. like they have a competent run game mm. they have a what is he a second year rookie yeah now? he's second year second year second year yeah. quarterback yeah uh talented again still a second year quarterback uh and, and and let's uh you know like i said spend the time on the game plan and come up with a competent game plan that actually freaking works mm-hmm. yeah i'm gonna try to lay off the f word but Damn it, I'm frustrated. You're doing a terrible job. Damn yeah, it. you're doing a terrible job. But I appreciate it, to be honest. I, I appreciate hey, I'm trying more than Teddy work. Bridgewater's ass did. This is true. This is true. <laughs> Stand by I, Teddy. Yeah. But realistically, okay, if we're, ta- if we're taking our hypothetical here, Kevin, and, and, and this <laughs> what his expectation should be, look, we are a game out of the lead of the AFC West. If we are 5-5 five and five right now, we should look if we, we if we go back in time when we were three and four and you were going to tell me that we were going to be five and five at the bye week, I would have thought I'd have a different feeling right now. Mm-hmm. But after that Dallas win, I've really had it's just all over the place. I'm I'm bipolar here with the, the Broncos. It's like the Colorado weather. <laughs> yeah, like seventy five today, and then it's going to be thirty seven no, on Wednesday. If, if that Dallas yeah. thing wasn't a fluke, <laughs> we should be competing for a playoff spot. Now, realistically, in my own head, I know that. The team that I've seen most a majority of weeks is not that playoff team. Yeah. So again, I'll say it again. I, I kind of like the idea that that for him to keep his job, he's got to show up against the AFC West. He's got to prove it against the AFC West. I think it's only fitting for him to lose his job because he still sucks against the AFC West. And I'm just I'm honestly concerned that they're every single team in this AFC West is gonna make us look like a joke, like the Raiders did when we played them. Because mm-hmm. if history tells us anything over the last three years. We don't we don't play well against the AFC West. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look at the look at the Chiefs pulling out a forty five. What was it? 40, 40 point, 45 point game against the Raiders. Yep. Um, and they know. could be back. They could be back. Out they could the, be out of their funk. Out of the three teams, the Raiders might be the only team that we have a chance in beating. Mm-hmm. I don't see us beating the Chargers. I don't see us beating the Chiefs. I almost don't see us beating the. Damn winless Detroit Lions. Yep. It's just it's embarrassing. We should the the players should feel embarrassed. They went from mm-hmm. a, a top performance against Dallas to uh, we're a dumpster fire. We have no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah. These are facts, and I'll take it from uh, George Payton. You know, we're a five and five team, but it feels like a two and eight team. Yeah. Where did yeah, he say basically. that? Well, he said one and seven two weeks ago. Oh, okay. I just gotcha. You know, I, I didn't see along at all. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was after it was after the uh, Washington win. Somebody, uh, you, John. Somebody tweeted out. Uh, basically, it said, uh, "Per Broncos source, uh, George Payton is the ang- angriest I've ever seen him." 
And I retweeted, I re retweeted like, well, I sure as hell hope he wasn't like hugging people and high fiving them. Like, what well, what else would he be? Like, okay, good. He's pissed off that we we lost. Like that, I good. Like, what are you trying to tell yeah, me? I, here? I would hope he's pissed off. Don't I, I mean, where everybody should be pissed off. As from far as Peyton, the team not showing up, where does this this rank for the year? Yeah, from from Peyton all the way down to the well, damn really equipment good. manager, everybody should be pissed off right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think uh, we should create a GoFundMe for uh, Peyton Manning to give uh, standby Teddy some tackling and hitting lessons. I, I would donate to that. I would love to see that on Peyton's place. Uh, right? Like, hey, bro, <laughs> I- I'm going to show you how to hit somebody. <laughs> so what happened is you threw an interception and you see the guy coming at you. And so all you got to do you is just kind of lay by. down and throw yourself in the way. Like that's exactly how that segment would go. Yep. <laughs> Short segment. <laughs> yeah. or, or, you know, that, uh, that SNL skit where Peyton throws the ball at the back of the, the kid's head and knocks him down. Bro, uh, that just replace that kid with Teddy. Me. And I just like, I, I don't care at this point. I just want to see Peyton. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just. I miss Peyton. I miss those years. I'm okay this if we just terrible. talk about Peyton Manning the whole time whenever we have a game like this. You know what? That's fair. Yeah, remind us of the happy moments, right? Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, go to your well, happy. The SNL skit kills me where he's like, oh. just catch the ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Come on, get gosh. open. Get open. <laughs> oh god. You suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be good. 50, 60, 70 years from now. So, oh, yeah. so I'll probably so, uh, still laugh my ass off at it. Yeah. So Kevin, what uh what vacation plans do you have for the next week taking some time off here to recuperate? Um, oh I mean, I can only cry so much. Uh and well, you gotta stay I hydrated, would, Kevin. You gotta stay hydrated. So, yeah. Um you know, I don't have any uh any plans. Um no I, I, no I, I think other than just uh uh, finding a, a dark, quiet corner to curl up in and sob where nobody can bug me and hopefully let the pain just, you know, drown itself out and, and I'll be back and, you know, go Broncos uh, by uh, by the end of the month here. If that's what you're doing with for the next two weeks, I have, a, uh, <laughs> have some breaking news for you, but you might be doing that for the next two months. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. No, no, no. Extend um, his, his dream of, of pain, John. The the funny thing is here at Orange Weekly, it never stops. So uh, I don't know what uh, time off you're talking about. Um, other than next Monday, we won't do a podcast. Yeah, that's the, that's that's literally it. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'm going to be sitting there like watching football because, well, it's like football night. So like, yeah. what else am I going to do? And it's like, <laughs> wait a minute. This doesn't feel right. We're normally talking about. Mm-hmm. What the hell am I gonna do? Our group yeah. chat's usually blowing up with angry texts. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It's gonna be a quiet text day on Sunday. It is. It's uh I don't know what you guys got any plans for uh bye week? Bye week blues? Nothing really. Um probably uh gonna uh, yeah, nothing really. <laughs> I had you know, I recently had my son for four days, so you know, I've got that that uh, good amount of time in, but uh uh yeah no I don't really have anything I mean get prepared for the uh, the Chargers I suppose yep well John you and I are going to that game um yes and and to be honest the the fact that Fangio's record at home is so terrible 
Um, it, it makes me more concerned when we play teams at home. Right? What is that? Like, like I would be looking where's at the, freaking, oh gosh, where's our home field advantage? And you know, so and, and a reporter asked that uh, today to Fangio and said, How, "Is there any correlation? Have you figured out why?" when you're at home and you have such a loud crowd that you cannot win at home or at least the majority of the time. And he said, well, we've looked into that, but we, we haven't found any correlation. Uh, <laughs> one, I doubt you've looked into that. Like uh, what did you like yeah, get yeah, a team you... of scientists together or something? Like, no, you probably didn't even freaking think about it. Right. Um, Just be you know what home field advantage I miss is when we had Tebow. Ah, yeah. That dude put me through more cardiac arrests in the last two minutes of the game than right. any quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. Well, at least with Tebow, you knew you didn't really have to pay attention the first three quarters. Right. You really had to watch the fourth. Mm-hmm. It was like the fourth in the last two minutes. You were like, yeah. holy crap, how did he it? <laughs> but honestly, that's how I feel half of these games anyways. It's like we only play one quarter every game, mm-hmm. except against Dallas, so – It'd be great to turn things around. It'd be great if uh, next time we're talking doing the post game that you know we had a similar result against Dallas. Now we're all excited and we're all going we're on the uphill again. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't we see won it a divisional game. The same thing against Dallas. So, right. but that's in you know kind of looking forward to weeks here. Um, obviously, we'll see what the Chargers do next week. But after starting out four and one, they've lost three of the last four games. So they are now five and four, uh, and they barely beat the Eagles. Uh, and I know the Eagles just blew us out of the water, but they yeah. barely beat the Eagles. That's um, not a good sign for us. <laughs> right. Um, hey, Fangio, study lost. the game against the Chargers. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they just lost to uh, the Vikings. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're looking for some positive momentum as well. Um, and again, the fact that we're at home, like, one, I fully expect that just people aren't going to show up. Um, there were 6,000 no-shows uh, at mile high for this game. Um, I, I expected it to go back up really? to over 10,000. Yeah, there were still a lot of op- – I, I figured after the Dallas game, people would be packing the seats. Yeah, that is shocking like, really, to me. 6,000, yep. Well, what so. I mean, if there was ever a time to have optimism this season, that was it. I'm shocked that there were 6,000 openings. So what you're saying, Kevin, is I should fly out there and hope that people don't show up so that I can get a seat. Oh, I I guarantee you can. Dude, after this last loss, you can probably go on SeatGeek or whatever and get some really cheap seats. What game was it it that there was like $20 tickets that couldn't be sold? Was that the Halloween game? Yeah. Yep, that's what it was. Yep. I'm about to check my um, schedule for that Chargers game. <laughs> might as well, man. Uh, Baki says uh, in our live chat here, is just me or after losses like this, you tend to not wear your Broncos gear for a couple days out of shame. Now, the only thing with that is w- my wardrobe is 98% Broncos gear. So I, I, I have to because I have nothing else. <laughs> there, there's no real other options for me. <laughs> Kevin has his dress clothes and everything else is Broncos. Just Kevin, just tell me you're not one of those guys that just wears sweatpants all the time. No, not all the time. I mean, during the summer, I'll wear like shorts and stuff, but. (laughs) My dad wears sweatpants all the time. Hey, there's nothing wrong with comfort, Rob. Yeah, you're at home. You're comfortable. Do whatever you want, man. He goes out to Walmart in sweatpants, okay, bro. God, no. Well, no, okay. No. You can dress however you want at Walmart, though. That's just a, a rule. Uh, 
Damn it, John, stop with the monkey wrenches. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just I'm trying to help you out, Rob. It sounds like you're getting way too dressed up for Walmart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably. Student tie. All I mean, have you seen people of Walmart.com? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. There's a reason there's a website called that. Yeah, there is. Because you can literally walk anything you want there. Okay. Anyway. Last, um, you know, I wanted to ask you all what your thoughts are um, on, you know, does Teddy deserve to be benched or not? But, I mean, I think it's a, a pointless conversation. We know he's not going to get benched. Um okay. It just because Fangio wants nothing to do with Locke. Uh, I think if Fangio had it his way, Locke would have been traded uh, and wouldn't even be on the team anymore. Um, he still thinks that Teddy's his best chance to win. Um, yeah. And Honestly, at, at this point, it doesn't I matter. I, for that. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, clearly, George Payton obviously isn't like trying to put pressure on him to start Locke either. So he's not, Locke's not in the future. Well, do you think he might? What's that? No, I don't think he would. Like, I think okay. that he, it maybe would have come up by now if, if George Payton felt that way about Locke. I, I, I think, I do not think Locke will be on the Denver. I don't think our quarterback next year or our backup quarterback no. is on our roster. No, not right at all. For next nope. year. I'll be honest though. Even with Drew Locke, I think Drew Locke would have at least attempted to make the damn tackle. Uh, oh, are you kidding me? Of course he would. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. And and um, that's what I don't understand is you know Locks Lock had Rich Scangarello lit the freaking league on fire, won four out of five games. The only game he he'd lost was at Kansas City in, in the, the snow, snow. Yeah. You know, and then we change coordinators, and you know his play just goes downhill. And then we pick up Teddy Bridgewater, and oh, he's going to be the savior. Let can, can we bring Rich Gangarillo back if Drew Locke is going to be on the team? Because I feel this is just my feeling, but I feel like there was a connection and a gel there, as as Ayla would say. Yeah, <laughs> she would say that. I, yeah, I, it's like when we got Shermer. I think a lot of people were a little excited about that. Had more experience than Gangarillo. I mean, has. The 49ers offense really giving us that much confidence because that's where he's back at. And mm-hmm. you know, it's not like they looked amazing with him leading them there. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's just too many damn variables to go around. Um, I mean, I again, I, I said it on the pregame. I feel that we have the talent to beat any team in this league. It's just a matter of are we going to get up and show up or are we going to get up and then still, you know, mentally be at home in bed sleeping? Yeah. Well, they proved that they have the talent to beat any team in this league. The, look at the Cowboys. If you can be, beat the Cowboys the way you did, you can beat any team in this league. It's just, yeah, like you said, Rob, you actually have to show up to the game first. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, and, and the thing is with Locke, you know, everybody's like, oh, he's dancing and he's trying to be flashy and shit. But you know what? We were winning games, mm-hmm. oh. you know. Granted, he wasn't doing it all the time. I get it, but you know that I feel like uh, you know uh, Baki here in the in the in the in the chat said you know that Locke brings might maybe might bring a spark to the team. In yeah. the beginning, I felt like he did that, and I was like, "That's a quarterback I can get down with." Like, let's go, right. and 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 then we we just we shifted courses, and I just I have no further explanation other than yeah. that. Uh, Joey B, uh, definitely appreciate your, uh, your confidence in us that any three of us could have made that tackle <laughs> yesterday. And you know what? Yeah. Not just could have, but 
if I'm the what leader happens? of the team, if I'm the quarterback and I'm the leader of the team, you're damn straight. I am going for that tackle. You got. I'm at least gonna play. try. You got at least you know? look like you're making that play, like, right? Like you're trying. <laughs> I mean, Come on, man. You know, yeah. I wouldn't even be so mad if he would have at least tried and missed. I right. all right, well, gave yeah. it a shot. You're not expecting it. an amazing tackle from the quarterback. No, <laughs> but you can't do what he did. He just right. yeah, he lost all confidence. Going back to basically how we started the show. Yeah, he just the guy was running by and he was like, "Nah, it didn't work." Yeah. Okay, guys, uh, time for some closing thoughts and really quickly uh, remember everyone uh, check out our other content. Uh, the Monday night show uh, after Monday night football, Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, pregame and halftime shows. Uh, this um, postgame podcast and the pregame podcast as well. Make sure you give us a follow and a like on all those different places. Give us a, a five-star review. That definitely helps us out a lot. Tell your friends about us. Uh, we're we're less than 25 uh, subscriptions away from on YouTube from being able to name our uh, our link. Uh, so it actually is like shareable and, and I can just tell people easily what it is. Um, but yeah, so let's do some, uh, closing thoughts and, and I do appreciate all of our listeners who are sticking with us. You know, we do this show uh, for you all. Um, this is why orange weekly was started and uh, it doesn't matter how bad the Broncos get. Uh, we're going to be here, um, no matter what, but, uh, John start with you, man. What do you think? Well, I will say maybe the only positive from that game yesterday was that they were, I can't think of like a major, major injury. Am I missing a major injury that happened in that game? Uh, no, a lot of Eagles players went down. I'm especially in the second half and because yeah. of cramps, but I don't think we, I think we escaped uh, with basically no injuries, which is never good. Uh, I, think, I think Browning's back started bothering him. Yeah, I, think went out, but, I forgot about Browning, but yeah. uh, other than that, I think that was it. Yeah. So, hey, there's one positive. <laughs> uh, and having this bye week, I think we're going to get quite a few people back uh, from injury. And the Bulls probably should. I thought he was going to play yesterday. Yeah. Sucked that he couldn't. Putting two backups in at the tackle position, never, never great. Um, and and we know Chubb is getting closer and closer to coming back as well. So hopefully we get to see more guys out on the field when the Chargers come around in, in two weeks. But other than that, but yeah, let's just get healthy. Let's put freaking something on the field that's worth watching in, in two weeks. Yeah. Rob, what, do you, uh, what about you, man? My Look, take the extra time. Everybody get healthy. I agree with John on that fact. Uh, but Coach Fangio, uh, you know, all the other, the other coaches, put the time in and put together a competent game plan that – Anybody can follow because apparently y'all are not doing it. Um, this will be this will be one week where I don't have to yell and scream at my TV. My neighbors don't have to think that I'm nuts. Um, <laughs> thank you for my neighbors not calling the police, just realizing I'm yelling at a football game. Um, you know, but yeah, let's just let's take the extra time. Let's we know who our opponents are, you know. Let's start, you know, putting together a competent game plan. You know, I know it's not Halloween, but as Kevin alluded to in previous shows, let's show up as a competent fucking coaching staff and let's try to gain, you know, let's try to squeak a few wins out of the second half of the season. Are we yeah. going to win them all? No. But for the love of God, at least try Teddy Bridgewater. Hashtag stand by Teddy. I, it doesn't matter what he does. That's what I'm calling it from now on. Um, Hashtag stone feet Teddy. <laughs> 
Uh, we got uh, Richie Richie up in here from the Mile High Roundtable podcast. Y'all can check them out as well. Pretty good. Uh, he beat me to it. Uh, Rob, they still think you're nuts. Um, I agree, but I am too, so I can say that. Uh, it's okay. And that's we're why nuts. we're all here. And that's why we're all here, right? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so again, 6,000 no-shows. Uh, definitely expect that to be over 10,000. Um you know, I think it's going to be the weekend after Thanksgiving. People That's, are, there's just no incentive to go to the game. I can't believe we had 6,000 no shows after yeah. the game we had against Dallas. Yeah. That's, and that was with all the Philly fans that were there. And there were a lot of Philly fans there. Um, and there were still 6,000 empty seats. Um, it's so, like there were more fans in Dallas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty the much. Words of Charles Barkley. Um, that was terrible. <laughs> terrible. Um, but I, that, that I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if we get back to the 12,000 mark that we saw uh, on Halloween. So, um, you well, know, it's the, the fan bases. Look, that's a lot of people that aren't buying stuff at the store, the concession stands, you know, the food, the beer, all that stuff. And that that hurts. And so, you know, from a business standpoint, I mean, you know, yeah. Um, George Payton's looking at that and saying, yeah, we're losing a shit ton of money. Uh, we're we're going to start from scratch, right? Um, and, uh, you know, if, if there was, if there was ever any chance of us keeping Bridgewater, yeah, yeah, keeping Bridgewater because he was only on the, he's on the one year contract, but this draft class of quarterbacks is absolutely terrible. Um, you're not going to find a starter, at least a long-term starter out of this draft class. So, you know, there was a discussion of, well, would we bring him back for one more year? Just, you know, to kind of, as a holdover, I think at this point, the answer is no. Um, again, as a backup, if he's going to be a game manager as a backup quarterback, I'm okay with that. Maybe, maybe as a temporary backup. I don't want him on the team though. We are giving up on lock. Um, by all accounts seems like we are, but right. And I think at this point, uh, you know, George Payne's going to be wiping the house. He's going to pretty much be offering anybody up on the trading block of, uh, for draft picks and, and players and stuff. So, um, you know, Hashtag it's, um, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. You know, you never know, man. <laughs> you never know. Um, you know, this team has a lot to, uh, it, it's going to look very, very, very different next year. Uh, which, Thinking is a good thing. I mean, yeah, it could get worse than this, guys. It really could. I mean, we could be Lions fans. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to get worse. Um, obviously, it's going to be a rough couple of years as we rebuild. Um, but uh, you know, I'm going to trust in George Payton and uh, you know uh, see what coach he hires because he will be hiring a coach without an owner. The ownership's probably not going to be in place until like the summertime, April, May, June time frame uh, at the earliest. So you know, he's going to be deciding on uh, the coaching uh, the head coach um yeah. but before they get there so you know there's a lot that's going to happen this offseason that's going to be interesting to see but um either way it's it's still fun to, to talk about football in general i'd rather be talking about this now than you know being in the middle of offseason and nothing to talk about so um yeah this either has way. to be though the best record we've had in the last three years yes this point of the season. it's the only it's the first time since 2016 that we're at 500 at, our, at the mid We're already talking about how the season's lost. It's sad. Yeah. That's sad, sad. Yeah. Um, I, the, you one, know. the one positive, Kevin, about less fans for, for us against the Chargers is that just means the beer lines are going to be shorter for me and you. Yeah, that's and, true. And Rob, when he wants to get a $20, $20 ticket and drive out. Yep. You'll, spend more, you'll spend more on high. gas or airfare than you will on the ticket, the, the Broncos ticket. Yeah, that's so. true. But, Do you sleep at the stadium? Bro, I'll... I, Sure. 
I don't even get care. Way, man. I'm, I'm not gonna be surprised, Kevin, when we're walking up and we just see Rob on the on the side just sitting there. It's just a little tent. Guys, <laughs> Rob's here. here Rob. Um, really quickly, Richie, I do want to get your question in here at the very end. So you mentioned ownership. Uh, given there seems to be a talk of mass coaching changes without ownership being in place by then, do you see a bad hire if they fire Fangio? So one. Uh, minus the unforeseeable of us actually winning out more or less and, and, you know, steamrolling through the uh, AFC West, which I'm not putting my money on that. Um, even these awesome DraftKings bets that are happening, um, you know, nice plug there. Uh, I still wouldn't put my money on that. Uh, <laughs> um, Fangio like gave yourself props immediately after saying, that. right. That was good. I, I like that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't see Fangio staying. So, you know, if Fangio has gone, it's going to be up to uh, George Payton to make yeah. the hire. You know, we can't wait until the ownership gets in place uh, for them to sign off on it. Now, you know, it might be one of those situations when, you know, they're while they're waiting for the paperwork to be finalized, it's, you know, it's an unofficial owner in place. He might be talking to them and saying, Hey, here's what I'm doing and already collaborating with them. Um, just in an unofficial capacity. I don't know, but, but yeah, so you're going to see that happen um, before the ownership's in place, but uh, there as is, as long as we don't try to hire urban Meyer. Yeah. Uh, and I do see, <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about that. Don't, yeah. It, he's going to be we hired up Fangio, Ohio, didn't so. we? God, jeez. Uh, well, we went back on, on uh, LA and Ellis though. Yeah. I mean, it comes back to what you said a few minutes ago, Kevin, like you said, you have faith and have faith in Peyton. That's really mm -hmm. the only person we can have faith in, in this organization right now. Right. And, and I think Ellis is going to be gone too. Which, uh, you know, are, are, yeah, I, I'm pretty pessimistic overall about this organization. So, and you should be, it, but he's I think really the only one that we can say like, like maybe like, I like most of the moves that he's made so far. So mm -hmm. maybe he can make us relevant again. I don't know. Right. Like grasping, grasping for straws here. Right. Um, but I even see Elway stepping out. I mean, he's kind of already one foot yeah. out the door. This was kind of a transitionary role, the way he demoted himself up. Um, you know, and Ellis has already said he's going to be gone. So it's pretty much up to going to be up to George Payton to uh, make that make that decision on his own. So. He's like a lone wolf uh, there in that, in that <laughs> front office. Yeah. So, uh, so for all those who are watching and, and, and more comments are coming in, we're, we're going to have to uh, call it though. Uh, make sure you join us on Tuesday nights. Uh, we'll be back Tuesday night for bourbon Broncos. No BS. Jason will be live, uh, a little bit here on Monday nights for his, uh, orange weekly after dark show, which starts after, uh, the Monday night football game. So, uh, again, thanks everyone. Thanks, John and Rob. Um, if anybody missed, uh, the, the standby Teddy, rants that we i think we each had a pretty good rant uh i'm probably going to grab some clips um and probably for the tuesday show i'm just going to take the Is that, are we doing that for the full like first half of that show no i, I don't know about yours i'm definitely going to take mine and just play that so i don't have to say it all again um <laughs> you know, like, Kevin's like i ain't taking yours rob you cuss way too damn much <laughs> i have every so, right to so you'll see it tomorrow night on on the tuesday show as well but um okay guys again thanks for everything uh thanks for listening uh thanks for subscribing and with that i think it's time we sign off as always with a very strong go broncos, go broncos. take care everyone
Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.